This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 24 of the Lingaholics podcast. We are live here together uh, under the same roof, bajo la misma, el mismo techo, no? Uh, it's pretty wild. Um, this is where the hu- this is where the podcast started in this little humble abode uh, eight right. months ago. Eight yeah, months ago. Right. And here we are, uh, Marcus. Marcus flew in yesterday. We're going to hear all about his journey back to Canada. But welcome in. This is pretty awesome. This is the official kickoff of the Lingaholics Language Boot Camp. And just so the listener knows, today is Sunday, uh, January 10th. And this is the first time all day today that we've been speaking. This yeah, going to be a weird. conversation in English. I guess oh, yeah. it's weird. Like I was, I was just talking to Cody before, before the right now before the pod in English, and and I felt this sense of 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 speaking a foreign language. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> we made English. We same, made English foreign. Right, right, right. The same sense that I had speaking Spanish with you guys this morning. But I gotta say, just a day like this, speaking Spanish and French and. Esperanto. Esperanto. <laughs> Ni parlas Esperanto. Like, you do feel a lot better. Like, you feel that you improve pretty oh, the, quickly. The longer that you do it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like, we were, I think we were trying to, like, focus on French for the whole day. And I could feel myself after, like, an hour or two of just, like, being in French mode. I felt myself becoming more fluid, right? Like, everything just started to roll off the tongue a bit more. Like, obviously... Uh, I mean, we're all a bit tired today, but, um, <laughs> we kicked it off. We kicked it off. Yeah. I'm not tired. So, I mean, I'm, not like, tired. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. No, I, I was, here. I was kind of struggling today, but, um, it's right. so like, I mean, speaking in general and just trying to think in general is a little bit difficult, but, um, I mean, the more that we were like in that mode, not speaking English, you, you could really feel myself like, all oh, right, it's time to speak French. Like. Yeah, I think it's a different immersive experience. Like, if you're by yourself today, like when I'm just here by myself, I could listen to French podcasts, music, it's not the same movies. Though. But when you got your buenos amigos and that interaction constantly amongst yeah, totally people, different. actual people, that seemed to really bring it to life. Oh yeah, today. Sure. So, do we want to go through real quick what we did today? Sure. Yeah, let the listener know. Uh, so we started off in the morning. I woke up at five thirty because a little yeah, jet you're lag up early. Not yeah, a big deal. but you, you crashed early too. I crashed early. Too. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me what and Cody, you wake up? me and Cody burned. Oh my god, five thirty. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, we started pretty early. I was up at five thirty. 
Um, I was actually lying here on this couch doing some Esperanto on Duolingo. Esperanto. Waiting for you guys to wake up. Me learnas Esperanto. Me learnas. Me learnas Esperanto. Me learnis. Me learnis Esperanto. We, we had a lot of fun with, with Esperanto this morning. Like, yeah. we had a blast. That was a lot of fun. But, but so you're we, up at 5.30. But we, yeah, I was up at 5.30. And, um, yeah, I was doing a little bit of that, a little bit of this and that, organizing some stuff, not a big deal. And then... Uh, after that, you woke up, and then we went straight into Spanish, right? So like, yeah, we did, we did, as soon as I talked to There was no morning. English at all. It was just, he woke up. I think I told, I asked you, uh, or I told you, Bonan Motanon. Bonan Motanon. Buenos dias. Buenos dias in Esperanto. Yeah. And and then after that, we just, we we um, uh, we flipped over to Spanish, and then we did Spanish for a little bit. Yeah, and then co- just ca- casual conversation, and then eventually... You were on the Duolingo Esperanto site. Yeah, that and that happened. We we put that up on the TV with the uh, AirPlay. Got into that, got into that, and then started looking over some Esperanto verbs. Started making sentences, and let me tell you, to start making simple sentences in Esperanto, uh, if there's listeners that have experience with Esperanto, I think you realize pretty quick you can you can start making sentences like. Oh, dude, in so jiffy, easy. Esperanto is so easy. Yeah. So when I got up, I jumped in to what they were doing. I had no... I've never learned Esperanto in my life. I, I've, like, never had any um, exposure to it. And it was just, like, watching them go on Duolingo, just, like, um, learning Esperanto words. And, like, so I just jumped in and I was, like, just quit. I picked up on it in, like, a half an hour. And then yeah, I was like, so I was easy. sitting there to like making sentences with them after like yeah. half an hour to an hour. So Esperanto is like very intuitive and it's very easy to learn, which is very nice. Very nice. It's very nice. Like being um, accustomed to learning French, which is a nightmare for <laughs> for anyone yeah. for a language beginner. Um, Esperanto is is quite pleasant. Yeah. So let's kind of, let's get into a little conversation about. What do you guys think if, let's say that became a school-wide policy, just even here in Canada, how, um, what if we taught kids Esperanto the same way we teach them? This is the analogy that often gets brought up, like learning Esperanto is kind of like learning the recorder. Uh, it's like the recorder of languages. Yeah. It's the simplicity. But you get a grasp of music, just like this, you get a grasp of languages. Right. Yeah. And even... Going back now is a, like we've all learned a handful of languages here now, but going back, like just working on that accusative case. So like fun. That. So fun. And I mean, like, yeah. I feel just today going back and forth and like playing around with the accusative, I feel like I understand the accusative case, like generally. So let's tell us there, for those who don't know, what is the accusative case? What is that? So the accusative case is when you have a direct object that's being acted on by, by the subject, verb. by the verb. Right, by the verb, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Directly. So, like, I kick the ball. I yeah. speak Esperanto. Mm-hmm. So, right? me, parlas. Parlas. And then the noun by itself, Esperanto, but in the accusative case, Esperanton. Yes, you just add the end. Me, parlas, Esperanto. You add the end to the, to the end of the noun. And mm-hmm. all nouns end in O, which is very easy. So, you just end. <laughs> so, Esperanto is the language. And then you just add the N at the, at the end of the word. So, it becomes Esperanton. Uh, mi parlas. Mm-hmm. Esperanton. 
Vi parlas, vi parlas Esperantan. Ni parlas, ni parlas Esperantan. Mote bene. So, yeah. and, and I mean, just like playing around with that today, and, and the accusative case is very useful because you use that in a bunch of other languages, like Many for German, languages. for example, but then you change, in German you change the, the articles based on... Yeah, and adjectives. And adjectives. Right, adjectives. Yeah, adjectives and articles. Adjectives and articles. Uh, yeah. so, so, I mean, like, I feel like understanding the accusative case is going to make learning all these other languages a lot easier. And my understanding, I don't speak Slavic languages, mm-hmm. but but it is my understanding that they use cases a lot. It's very Lots important. Of cases. Uh-huh. You understand cases a lot. So I think just even getting, even if I would have had a grasp what the accusative was back when I started Ukrainian, that would have helped a ton. Right. That would have saved a lot of Because accusative, accusative is arguably the most common case, no? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... Well, I've heard arguments actually. Genitive is once you get to like possessions, genitive. Yeah, this but is yeah, from that's a Slavic that's, perspective. That's also common, obviously. But the accusative case is obviously it's uh, omnipresent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I think depending, I don't know German well enough to completely compare it to like the Slavic languages. But I think depending on the language, too, the cases might function in certain ways where one case does come up more than the other. Right. But regardless, it's still highly... You're going to use the accusative... You're going to use all these cases. Depending right, on the right, language. right, right, right. And not to freak anybody out, but... So the Slavic... Ukrainian kind of has six, technically seven. But I've heard other languages. I believe Estonian or one of the Baltic languages. There's like 16 cases. So I think That's, these cases uh, can get insane. nuts. That's insane. Yeah. But, uh, but my point... The point that I was trying to make is that... Because it's so easy. Because you just add an N at the end of the word that it's so easy to make out when the accusative case is used yes and that's why it's so easy to learn correct because it's so mm-hmm. simple yeah absolutely. and the complete lack of irregularities too which that's, is oh is, my god that's a godsend with because yeah. like i know with like pretty much every language even a language that's very consistent like like german with grammar there's still exceptions in irregularities, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that Esperanto is like 100% consistent is amazing. Mm-hmm. 16 rules in total. 16 rules. Never mind 16 cases, just 16 <laughs> yeah, rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, studying Esperanto this morning with you guys was probably like, that was so fun. It was like one of the most fun language learning <laughs> That was moments so much fun. We had a lot of good laughs. And like, I just like how we just could build on each other's sentences and start stringing longer right, longer right, right. things together. Right, right, right. And it's together. so easy. And this is day one yeah. of our three-week language boot camp here. So I'm. So we're going to be doing another short Power Hour podcast here coming up where Esperanto is going to be a featured language. Yeah, yes. And after like one day already, like I think we can fill in. We can time. already have basic... I mean, like today we were kind of already having basic conversations, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so like very basic. But I mean, like after yeah. like an hour of learning, like, come on, that's pretty right. cool. So imagine 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So people out there thinking about Esperanto, it's... Start with try, it. If you, or if you know people, say if you're already knowing, you know language, but other people you know that are hesitant... That'd be the first one I recommend now. Or just start with it because it's so easy. It's so yeah. And like, and, and and you get the sensation of of um, being able to communicate and speak comes very quickly. Yes, and I think that's that that sensation, and right? That's, because that's, 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 that's that took such a long time for me to build in Spanish, which was my first 
foreign language. It took a long time to get that sensation of actually speaking and stringing things together. Right. But if you were doing that in a language that everything was completely logical and not irregular, right. you'd get that sensation way earlier. Right. So it's fun getting the sensation. That's the funnest thing about doing every new language is you get that click moment we talk about or you get the new sensation all the time. Right. Like, oh, here comes another one. Here comes another one. <laughs> right, so right, with right, Esperanto, right. it's... And it's so fast. So fast. It's like a drug, you know? <laughs> yeah, we were having fun. Immediate, we immediate fun. gratification. And yeah, Memrise is the dealer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> Memrise Long, time. Long time. Long time. Memrise and Duolingo. Yeah. Good yeah. combo. The ultimate duo. Yeah, so yeah. that was fun. So in terms of, of doing this for kids, I, I, I'm totally in. I think it'd be so much fun for them. Because obviously, like... To be completely frank, uh, <laughs> like French and Spanish are very hard to learn, especially for kids that have a million other things that they're thinking yeah. about when they're that age. And it would be so much easier for them to just learn a little bit of Esperanto and just have fun with it. Yeah, like I think, you know, being a high school student, a kid walks in, they they have ideas about Mexico or Spain or Cuba for a Spanish class uh quebec or france for french so there are definitely kids can walk into the door with like a cultural draw to a language but then once you kind of get into the nitty-gritty of what a language is that's when yeah it's hard it's a struggle there's a lot of things you got to memorize but yeah. then to just walk in say even my class let's say i did the first two weeks of the semester or esperanto yeah i think that just boosts confidence and then yeah like okay hey, now let's transition into two weeks i just pulled two weeks out there because Maybe it could be three weeks. Who knows? No, but seriously. Yeah. Why not? Like, just, so. okay, intro to language, like, first Spanish class, okay? Like, we're going to, I'm going to teach you guys how to speak Spanish, but I'm also going to te teach you guys how to learn languages. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, this which is Which will not, help you learn Spanish. Which will help you learn Spanish. It's going to make yeah. learning Spanish a lot more effective, efficient. Efficient, enjoyable. Enjoyable. It's going to be a lot more fun, and then you guys are going to have the easiest time learning other languages later. So, yeah, man. Learning fun. Esperanto is like putting on the training wheels. The on the yeah, wheels. language yeah. training wheels. That's, that's quite literally what it is. Definitely. And just like dissecting how a language, like you're dissecting the mechanisms of a language, essentially, right? Or of a Western, so Indo European language. Yeah, I think how like a noun ends with an O. So you learn to recognize the O words. Those are nouns. Right. Adjectives end with A. Uh, make those plural, put on a J infinitives right. of verbs because like oftentimes yeah as teachers we say the words infinitive right but then there's so many types french you got your er's your ir's your re spanish a-r-i-r-e-r -E -E yeah your reflexives like i don't even know i don't mm -hmm. think there's reflexives in esperanto from my my gathering no here no so, there's no reflexive verbs um so yeah just being able to see that because heck even once I was done high school, I, my English grammar, my, my English grammar didn't get good until I became an ESL teacher, I would argue, because that's when I had to, Are you, yeah, had to know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun here three weeks. Yeah. So, so Esperanto, that's, that's a big one. Um, it's a big one we got going. Right. So we did that for, for a good portion of the day. And then, uh, after that, we, we transitioned over to French. Right? We went back and forth between Spanish and Esperanto, essentially, but then we went over to French, and we, and we got a good dose of French. We were smashing French the whole day. This is great. We watched, we watched a show on Netflix, La Révolution. La Révolution, Trois Émissions. 
transmission? Euh, ouais. Trois. Trois. Trois émissions. Three apps. Uh, yeah. Catching. How do you guys, like, when you guys just watch Netflix shows, what do you, like, because I'm sure, I'm trying to get, like, the plot still, the storyline, but it is super fun with another language to still. I like doing what people call ghosting, when you kind of, like, mimic the line that just happened. And, and that's you the, say yeah. it yourself. And, and that's the thing. I'm glad we're all on the same page about that, like, when we were watching that we were we were doing exactly that we were like mimicking what they were saying they were like interacting with the show because like i know some people when they're watching tv shows or movies they're just like oh like you can't see anything like oh no you gotta be quiet the whole time but it's like no man like, i don't think that's, that's us no and, and plus that's not yeah, why no. we're doing it right we're, we're doing it to get better at our language right so it's like it's just fun being able to like interact with it and just like just say random stuff and like have a good laugh absolutely yeah. yeah, it was fun. So so we watched three episodes of the show, but then we also had a bunch of um, discussions as well. We got a lot of speaking practice. Uh, what else? Uh, a little Portuguese. A little Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese dabbling. Portuguese. Exactly. We did a little bit of um, Portuguese there. Memorize and... and um, Duolingo, I did a bunch of Duolingo. Yeah. And also, speaking of Portuguese, I was very surprised because I haven't done anything with Portuguese. And w- just watching these guys um, with their with their memorized words, I was just like following along with it. And like, it's so close to Spanish. Like, you guys are right. Like, it's like half the words are the same. <laughs> I don't, yeah. More than half. Yeah. More than half. Yeah. Yeah. Pronunciation takes a bit of practice, but in terms of mm-hmm. comprehending, it like oh, i really yeah. these anchor languages i really think if you know one language that can lock you into like diving in to other languages you know that said like richard simcott always talks about like whatever you choose is your anchor language like so i think for us in the romance languages spanish would be all of our like yeah. our I would romance so, language yeah. so yeah. his thing is always keep that language like super strong right that's your core language that we talk about because kind of if you have a stronger core, lots of like physiological parallels here. You have a strong core, ah, the rest of your yes. body is going to function well. Yeah, for sure. So, because even if you have like a really good Spanish, it could help you with like Romanian. Say. Like I do all my Duolingo courses in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Like they're all from Spanish. Right. So just that constant reinforcement. Constant reinforcement. And that laddering technique where you like, learn your next language through the previous one like i have set up my life and i've talked about this before that my spanish is natural now like i built it into my life yeah. like always i've like noticed I, the way that you were talking today it's like you almost like reverted to spanish is like automatic yeah no but that's definitely true mm-hmm. but like you know i told you guys how I, I how i manipulated my internet algorithms yeah uh, so I, yeah, ju- I just yeah. get material in, in spanish and french now mostly spanish right. Uh, I get all these podcasts. I have a bunch of podcasts that I listen to every day, Spanish. Um, I I easily I easily put in at least an hour of Spanish every day, without even trying, like automatically. Yeah, yeah. Which is neat. And the yeah, it's pretty cool. The plethora of resources now. Yeah. Oh, and so many. Taking advantage of it and using it, and like you said, just part of your daily daily routine right yeah, right it's just no I, I base i base my polyglottism on spanish like it's all yeah yeah what do you mean by that like like I, ba- I base everything i do in terms of languages yeah 
that I that I do in terms of learning languages is based on Spanish, and then mm -hmm. I branch off from Spanish into my all my other different languages. So, for yeah. example, I have my my two my two base languages are obviously English and Swedish that I don't really work on. <laughs> I, I, I do I do I, I don't know but it's not like I do work on them I, I read a lot in English and obviously work I, I, I write yeah. academic literature in English as well so so it's not that, that I don't use my English academically and, and, and it's, it's it's not like I'm not improving my English like I learn like I've, I've been talking about this before I learn a word a day I have like my word of the day in English of course. And all that. but it's not like I'm not focusing on yeah. learning English oh, though. Of course I'm not. just like a nerd I'm just some nerd I'm some dude that learns one English <laughs> word a day but not like nothing more than that it's not like I'm right. studying so like the English consciously... grammar or anything like that you're consciously nurturing your Spanish Right, Mostly, but the Spanish, I'm constantly, I'm, I'm, I'm conscience, con, conscious, I'm, 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 uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm <laughs> Sorry, consciously, I'm, English I'm consciously <laughs> working on improving the way I speak that language in a way that I don't do in, in Swedish and English. Yes. And then based on my Spanish skills, that's when I branch off into all these other languages that I'm learning. For example, Esperanto, for example, French. <laughs> For example, Portuguese. Yeah. I think, like, I wouldn't be a dabbler unless I was... Because I'm most confident in my Spanish, too. Like, that's the one I feel like. If that's, like, my bulwark, that's my my strongest base, that gives me the confidence to go after other languages. Right, too. right, if right. I, like, just be like, my Spanish is a... But like it's, it's the feeling it's the feeling of being able to to press a button and then just go over to that language. You know what I mean? Like with yeah, Spanish, absolutely. it's like in, in Spanish you can just flip a switch. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like just easily. It's like yeah. Switch. It's like yeah, you can just flip sure. a switch and you can get over to that language. And it's definitely not like that for for French and all these other languages for me at least. Yeah, like, it, I think all of us are a little bit... Because, like, you guys were saying... I, I agree for, like, for romance languages, Spanish is my definitely my anchor. But my, my German is um, stronger than my Spanish. Because, like, I definitely get that feeling with the... Like, that button feeling with German. I can just press yeah. the German button and be like, okay, like, I don't really need to try that hard. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't have that as much for Spanish. Like, I, I, I can still press the button... And I can still, I can still. But you, you might have to, you might have to flip it back and forth a little bit before. But I might, activates. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Ukrainian apartment elevator. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, let's get up. Let's get up. Yeah, but like so. I mean, yeah. my uh, my Spanish is like it's it's good, but it's not like it's not like perfect for sure. But guys, we didn't do any German today. No, I did that in pretty. We're gonna do German tomorrow. So we got we got to do German tomorrow. Listener knows this is the start of we a whole few weeks of a boot camp. Yeah. So right, there's right. plenty on the menu. Yeah, Monday plenty Monday's gonna be all Deutsch. And you guys have also agreed. I just should have got I should have got in writing. You agreed to a little bit of a dabble in Italian and Russian. Oh yeah, for sure, well. for sure, for yeah. sure. Por la mañana. I was gonna do it today, but then I went to Portuguese instead. Yeah, I yeah. Italian I mean that's the thing you can get sucked in by lots of these dabble languages. Um, but no, man, it's just good energy. It's good to be talking it with a... Because the reason I think that my Spanish is way stronger... Because I've been doing French now 
come it's nine years coming up on and but the reason i think my french stronger is because i did have that opportunity to travel with it like lived three months in nicaragua six weeks in honduras and that's like 10 years ago now but that, that made it so strong whereas i've been to quebec for 10 days before mm -hmm. and then when i was there i wasn't doing it wasn't like an yeah. immersive program like mm, that so yeah. um i think it's good to uh, try and recreate these immersive environments and the fact we have and this I mean, opportunity this to do this this works for sure oh i'm gonna be i think once all of us walk away of this from the end we'll of january better, we're yeah, gonna be we'll charged be better, yeah. oh, all these languages yeah. everyone will see like a net yeah a net bump in for it. sure and the fact that we can so, actually pull this off, like like the fact yeah, that Marcus let's just celebrate is, that fact. Yeah, right like now. Marcus, I was thinking about this when I was on my way here. Actually, when I was on my way to pick you up, um, like the fact that you're not really like doing much right now, like you're able to do this, and like the fact that I can, I'm mobile with my job. I can be anywhere I want. Is like pretty sick. Yeah, it's a pretty significant. Yeah significant situation so i just want a little disclaimer i just tested negative for covid19 twice the twice. Yes. Twice. Yes. twice i just got my results so in canada uh usually if if you live in any other place in canada you have to quarantine inside for 14 days regardless like, regardless of positive positive or or negative uh so you you land in canada and they're very anal the border control police they're very anal about um you having a quarantine plan and you have to download this app and you have to do all these assessments every day and they check on you and they're it's annoying right they and they they, they scare the shit out of you as well they tell you that okay if you don't do <laughs> yeah, this what did you say the guard said to you and you so i got right I, I landed and then and then the first thing i saw was this guard that stood at, like at the exit of the of the plane and he said all right you guys hope you guys are ready to quarantine we're gonna be calling you <laughs> hope you guys are ready to quarantine and they're handing out these pamphlets saying that if you don't follow if you don't follow the rules you'll go to jail yeah. essentially uh so it's very it's very i mean it's good i guess but it's 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 they're very anal about it but the thing is here in, in here in calgary uh, they they have a pilot project, so only we're a pilot program. Canada. The only place in Canada. So if you fly into Calgary right now, you can opt out, or you can't opt out, but you can enroll in this pilot program where you can test yourself out of the quarantine. So basically, what you do is first of all, you got to do a PCR test before you get on the plane to Canada that they check, which took forever. It took over an hour to board the plane just because everyone had to show their, show their documents. PCR oh, documents. God. Uh, and then after, and that's within 72 hours of, of getting on the plane. And then after that, once you get into Canada, you pass through customs and all that. And then you go get tested again. Um, and then I just, so I did that yesterday. And then I, I was here, I was quarantining. I was following the rules. I didn't, I didn't leave the, the, the house here for, for 24 hours or so. Because you. Yes, exactly, and and I, I gotta say that's I can't even imagine doing this fourteen days. I'm dude. I'm gonna and have to do that when I go to Korea. That it, oh yeah. I'm really tell looking listener, forward to that. Tell the listener about that. Oh boy. Yeah, but I, I just gotta finish my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My story. Know, I gotta finish my know. story. What, being inside without being able to leave or go outside is is challenging, yeah. to mentally, say the least. It's physically. mentally challenging. But but what I, what I was gonna say was that so I just got my tax a couple hours ago. Couple I tested hours ago. negative, which means that I'm allowed to be a free man again. I have to, I do have no, to take another day. test in six days, 
but I'm, I'm, I'm a free man again, so we, we went straight to Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> went straight to Domino's, got some pizza. As a free man. My first, so liberty, like, liberty, folks. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not very keen on going to jail anytime. That's not, I don't want to do that. No, Lingaholics so. boot camp from yeah. prison. <laughs> Yeah. Live from prison. <laughs> you know those you know the movies or the music videos, like they're talking to the phone each other across the glass. Right. Glass. We'd have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're right, orange right, jumps. Right, right, right. Yeah, See if the guards will, yeah. will let us pass a mic through to <laughs> yeah. Right, right. No, you would have <laughs> we would have like we the have phone. you you would put the phone next to your blue yeti. Your Ooh. microphone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Excuse me, guard, we still want sound quality. <laughs> Come on, That'll be make so some funny. accommodations. Bring in your Yeti, like set it up there. And <laughs> Prison pod. <laughs> Another pod so. Sunday. <laughs> Another pod Sunday in the jailhouse. Yeah, not happening. So, so uh, sorry, Cody. Todo tranqui, todo I'm gonna tranqui. let you tell the listeners about Cuéntanos your. Da Correa, pues. Yeah, so plans. Uh, when you fly into Korea right now, you have to do a mandatory quarantine, like standard two-week quarantine regardless of would you need this similar pcr test too that yeah I, I still need had? to get tested but they still make you do yeah, yeah. That's, pri- that's, pr- that's that's prior to traveling though you get the pcr yeah i have to get it before i get on the plane and then when you get there they set you up in a in pre-established uh, hotels they have quarantine hotels that they send you to so they they keep track of everyone that comes into the country and, uh, yeah, you need to stay in your room for 14 days. And I am really not looking forward to that. Because I, <laughs> I, uh, I like to go outside for a walk at least once every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like to, like, maybe, like, go out and like, get groceries or... I mean, yeah. when, when, when there's not a lockdown, I, like, I'll go and, like, maybe hang out with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, being in a room for 14 days is going to be uh, very difficult for me, for sure. And it's um, one room. Like, it's... it's yeah. It's just one... Like, you, like it's pretty nice here, because you can go up and down the stairs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can go into different rooms. Like, Cholos pedos le encantaba. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm tired just of this. one room. It's not even like you can go around the hotel. Like, you can just, you gotta stay in your room. So, it's, I think it's, it's going to be definitely, like you said, mentally challenging, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. Like I, I thrive off, ch- like, I mean, all of us thrive off challenges, you got, right? So. You still got internet there? Oh yeah. Like, oh, Do the pod. Sure. Do the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that would be horrible if I was locked in there without <laughs> internet. Holy crap. Live from the Korean yeah. No, quarantine. no, my, uh, my work was saying that, um, when I'm in the quarantine, they might actually get me to do some online classes. Hey, okay. Which is, so... You I, I So I'd too. actually be making some money there. You can do italki, too. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends how much work I'd be getting from the school. Yeah, they're giving it, me a lot of work. Yeah, I'm, obviously. I'm gonna, uh, Obvi- obviously, but, like, if you have some time over, you want to make some cash. Well, I am... Uh, so for the next year, I will have a couple classes on italki just because I want to keep my account active. Yeah, and because yeah. when I when I go back to school eventually, like I want to be teaching on Italki part time, right? So yeah, have it there. Yeah, it's an option. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be keeping Stella, a couple man. of my favorite. Build students. that lesson count. 
Yeah, build that lesson can, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's good. I always love, I love looking at that when I go on iTalk, he's a student, be like, oh, this guy's taught a lot, or this gal's taught yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, for sure. Like for thousands sure. of lessons. Yeah. Right. I'm right. getting up there. I'm, I'm at, I think I'm at 700 now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh. You gotta celebrate the, the big. 1,000? 1,000. Oh, yeah. Meetle. We'll do that. We'll take that lesson. Yeah, we'll take, yeah, 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 we'll take the one. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, it's a podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. So. Five stars. Yeah, give give your Aitaki teachers five stars. I always do that. Yeah. Always do that. Yeah. So, no, man, it's it's good energy. Things on the horizon. So, like, what do you guys, what, what's the number one thing you want to accomplish in this language boot camp that we're doing? Like, I know we've got our languages picked I haven't really, out, but yeah, like I, I haven't really thought about goals. goals I haven't really thought about goals, but what I'm the most happen. excited for is by far Esperanto. <laughs> Esperanto, yeah. Like we dived into at the start. Uh, like I want to be going on. Uh, what are the so so? Okay, hello talk. That's one of the. Can the we main find sites. Esperanto? Esperanto speakers. We should we should try to find some Esperanto native native Esperanto speakers. I. Oh, I'm sure it can be done. Like that's what that's what you used to use iTalkie for back in the day as well. Not just for finding teachers, but finding language partners. It was okay, but you that back in the day, like you could find be like so and so speaks this language, I'm learning this language. Search and you just find language partners. So you still can't do that? I think you can. I don't know if many people use it. I mean, maybe people still use it for that. But Hello Talk. I've seen YouTube videos of uh, Omegle. So it'd be fun to start interacting with some people. Yeah, no. I th- like so, like, that's mind. another goal I have um, this year is to have, to get more internet buddies. Yeah, in different yeah. Languages. And then just a couple times a week, just um, just talk, essentially. Like, intercambios. Intercambios. Yeah, absolutely. Virtuales. Yeah. Yeah. In 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 um, anything, yeah, and I mean like all these languages at least because like we were talking about this before like maintaining is so important. Yeah, maintenance. Uh huh. I think it's finding creative ways to do that as well with your maintenance. Like I think if you like say you're only going to maintain it through a Netflix show. No no no. Speaking right? speaking. Oh, maintenance through speaking. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's that's why this opportunity. Because it's, it's not, it's not, it's not sufficient. Yeah. It's not sufficient just to listen and read and all that. You need. But you're to missing see. a component. Right? Yes, you need to do everything. And you really, yeah. I think it becomes very apparent when you actually go to speak. Like if you, yeah. if you haven't spoken to anyone for a long time, but you mm-hmm. still have listening and reading and whatever, and then you go to speak. If it's been like two months, then you're gonna be like. Um, yeah. you're gonna just melt down yeah no it's like, definitely yeah. like if you haven't spoken it it doesn't matter if you watched th- thousands of hours of video <laughs> yeah it's not gonna help yeah. like your listening comprehension sure but your speaking ability i'm n- not much let's when we get seabolt on we'll talk about that because what he's doing with japanese right now is pretty fascinating like, he's doing 40 hours of input per week in japanese without any output you need output well it's well, something we have to talk to him about because well, i find that fascinating he's doing zero output like very very little it's all just immersive input hmm. for like and then he eventually is going to get to the output stage so i don't know the exact timeline okay. 
of it, but it's like months on end from this mass immersion approach. I think it's rebranded like this MIA that the Matt versus Japan guy is doing. But yeah, he's basically saying like, I'm not in output phase right now. I think so in the beginning think... stages, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's fine. I'm just saying I don't, I don't, that's not, I, I'm not, I'm not a believer that that's the most efficient way. <laughs> well yeah most efficient way that's i think that's the whole debate i think like what we did today what, what we did today with esperanto hmm. i'm convinced yeah that yeah that's, that's right the way to go. if you yeah, want to, I don't want to language, listen to like 40 hours of esperanto for weeks on end before i like start doing what we did this morning like, like you, i want to jump right into it no sure. like when you sit and you you try to play you play around with it and you start being creative and you yeah. think about okay what are the different constructions or in what different ways can i use like a specific construction yeah mm -hmm. i agree you know what i, I mean? think like i know like people say people compare like adults to children learning languages all the time right and like people say that oh like babies only listen for a year and then they start speaking but like um like adults we have we have a huge advantage over children right like so we can do the whole input we can like listen to as much as we possibly can and read as much as we can but like the fact that we can actually immediately start uh making our own sentences and things yeah. like that that gives us a huge advantage yeah i have a new theory about kids actually oh really do you want to hear about it? Yes, yes, tell us. Okay, yeah, so I have three nieces. They're uh, ages nine, six, and two. And the two-year-old, for the age that she is, I think she's speaking the best of all three of them. What language? Anglais. <laughs> and I was, probably, I was trying to, like, why? Why could that be? Why could that be? Like, why is she speaking the best? And then, like, just when I was home for the Christmas holidays, like, my middle niece was playing with the youngest one. And she's used to using a six-year-old's vocabulary, but she's using it constantly, constantly, constantly while she's playing mm -hmm. with my younger niece. So if you want to think of, like, comprehensible input, what would be better for a two-year-old than getting input from a six-year-old? Because it's mm -hmm. not like my middle niece is going to be using big words. She's probably using, like, the most perfect vocabulary mm -hmm. for the two-year-old to understand. Mm -hmm. And she's speak for a two-year-old. I'm like, because I mean, I don't exactly remember how my other nieces were speaking, but I think if she's getting, she has two older siblings, and like as much as adults might talk to kids in like their adult language, like like you know, oh how you doing? Like oh cute little kid and stuff. Uh -huh. Like a six-year-old is just speaking. Yeah, no, that's to them. they don't have to like put on like oh you, you, like you know a baby what that one. reminds so me of? It's like she's getting so much comprehensible input. You know what that reminds me of? Like what we were talking about before, learning a language from someone who has already learned that language. Right. Well, yeah. that's like exactly. like like people people that take German with you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're you're teaching it. Some your your teacher your input is someone that's closer to you mm -hmm. than a native speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's always kind of in the argument why you don't necessarily, especially in the beginning, the beginning times, you don't need a native speaker. To no, but it's, it's the argument is that it's that it's more efficient to not have a native speaker than unless your native speaker is really really good at giving the appropriate level of comprehensible input. That's correct. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it might be naturally or inherently more difficult for 
a native speaker to, yeah, yeah, to do totally. that. Like, mm. I think I've said this multiple times on the pod. Teaching English was by far the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Teaching English. Yeah, I bet it's much easier to, to teach Spanish. Yeah. And if you just think of, like, all... So the, the whole theory of comprehensible input is I plus one. So your I is everything you know, and then just adding one new thing. Mm-hmm. Just one, not two, not three, not four. Uh, just one. That's the pen. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So whoever can give the best input with the plus one, I think that's the true gold mm-hmm. of language learning. If that's from your teacher, if that's from a TV show, if that's from a book. Now, granted, language is complex. It's kind of a wild ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You can't always get the perfect like combo but whoever gets closest to it i think yeah. that's who's going to develop their students or that's how you're going to develop as a learner if you can get that content and i think as you become a more ex- uh, experienced language learner you can learn how to seek that i plus one stuff out yourself and that's why i feel really confident going into memorize being like no this course isn't for me this course isn't for me ah this one mm-hmm. this one will work mm. so and it's and that goes back to the theory of my niece she's getting com- tons of i plus one constantly yeah like it's still it's still theoretical but in terms of producing results i think it's big yeah no the i so, plus one that's that's a solid theory and think about portuguese portuguese basically and i like we looked at the vocab today like you could do the see a, a whole string of a portuguese phrase and maybe a, like out of 10 words one will be new so that's technically I plus right, one right, right there. Yeah, yeah, Just learning yes. Portuguese from your Spanish. Yeah. So whereas if you're learning Turkish, it's all like new or something or another language family. See, so like this is this is where I'm at right now because I have all these other languages that are that are coming to me so easily. I guess Branto, Portuguese, Italian. Mm-hmm. So for me to start with, Russian is major, like that. It's a shift. It'd be a shift. Like right? I'm confident that the energy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The effort that it would take for me to, to learn Russian, I could learn all the Romance languages with. Like that equivalent effort. Oh, I, yeah. You yeah, see yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? So you're yeah. saying? Oh, you think about, yeah, the energy that it takes to, yeah. to like learn you break it down languages. per like, yeah, hour totally. spent. Totally. Per hour spent yeah. learning, let's say, for me, Korean, I could probably learn all easily all the Romance languages. For sure. Like Italian, yeah. Portuguese, Romanian, Catalan, Esperanto. Uh, Landino. You guys know Landino? That's like the Jewish, Sephardic, Jewish uh, romance languages. Because when all the oh. Jews got banned from Spain back in the 15-something, they took their Spanish with them. Hmm. Their oh. So I think it's technically a romance language. Oh, no, so yeah. probably, probably Landino, too. Um but yeah it's like basically it's but it's like what are you passionate about to put yeah like would you would you want to do like romanian just for like fun or do you really really care about russian and no no for russian obviously that's the obvious that's obviously the argument for learning russian or mandarin or yeah any arabic yeah right but um I don't know right now I'm 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 feeling that okay I'm 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 gravitating towards the languages of least resistance. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it because it's just less 
stressful on a guy or it's like some two people could say they're language learning but one person's could be way more arduous and right right like, oh, yeah. like hair pulling than another person's right so that's yeah that's a really good way of putting it the least resistant languages so i mean and that's i think that's why these anchor languages are so key because cody if you wanted to learn dutch or afrikaans or oh yeah something you'd have an anchor language in german right i've already done based for my ukrainian dabbles in czech polish russian a bit of croatian serb uh serbo croat they call it and you can just see the patterns already yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just from like one language yeah. in that family so i just picked the language family like i don't like is mandarin related like isn't in china there's a bunch of languages are they just dialects of mandarin yeah or Pretty much, so yeah. Could be like Mandarin. I mean, just pick your language in your family. So Swahili is your anchor language in the Bantu languages. Yeah. Or uh, I think Cree and Ojibwe have two languages here in Canada. Like they're part of the Algonquin family. So mm-hmm. I'm sure if you knew Cree, I'm sure that would make Ojibwe a lot easier. For sure. So you just, you just pick your language family. Yeah. Figure out like okay, this is where the path of least resistance <laughs> would be here. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they have those charts of like learning Japanese will take this many hours compared to right. Italian. Right, based on what you speak. What you speak, and what I don't think some of those charts don't take into account is what you know too. Like, just like everyone who says they learned uh, Korean or Japanese or vice versa, whichever one first, it's easier. Right, like if you learn Korean, then Jap- Japanese will be easier, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. so <laughs> and that's where the dabble rabbit hole comes yeah, in. Yeah. You're like, wait, that's what right. is no, possible? Fun. It is fun. It is fun, right. and like just just playing around with the language, like just starting off playing around with it, it's just it's fun, even though like you're not mm-hmm. obtaining any type of real fluency level just playing around with it's super fun that's that's a really great great way to describe it because that's one thing i was just like realizing just doing that with you guys today with with esperanto and portuguese it's just like it was just a ton of fun yeah it was like (laughs) even even though even though you're not you see what i'm saying like like you had the argument before like every time you you dabble in one of these uh precarious languages um it's not like you're you're obtaining any fluency from it but it's like you feel like you're immersing yourself in that culture yeah right because then because oftentimes i'll get tired of the language and i'll go like look at a music genre right in this this language but i I just feel like or watch a documentary i just feel like for example let's say let's say you go on duolingo and you jump into like the kurdish course if there is a kurdish course no or or whatever okay arabic let's say arabic yeah just learning like a couple phrases Mm-hmm. is very i feel like that's still valuable i, I feel like that's still oh, yeah. fun because you do get some type of insight into the way the arab world works mm-hmm. yeah. or like the way of thinking just from learning like a couple of phrases just a glimpse either, yeah you right? just get a little glimpse in yeah it's just like a little bit of insight and then like uh you can go find an artist in arabic not understand anything, but go really enjoy the music. Right, right. Of that artist. And just or like, go watch just listen show. to the way it sounds. Uh-huh. Like, that's another thing I do. That's another thing I do when I start off learning a language. I just, I just put on some, some native material. Mm-hmm. And I just listen yeah. to it. And I enjoy it. I try to like, 
I try to grow accustomed to the sounds. Oh, it's huge. I try Those to get used to the sounds and, and, and mm-hmm. really listen to all the set to the, all the 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 notes and the the melodies, the melodies of the the, the rhythms of the language. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. the way the way things, the way things are pronounced, the pronunciation. I try to just listen to that, like every each individual sound, and try to like decipher what's going on. You know. Yeah. Tune in. With right. That and... Right. And like yeah. that's what I did with Esperanto. Like before I even started going on Duolingo or Memorize or anything, I just went on and I listened to a bunch of native Esperanto speakers. <laughs> And I was like, "Wow, oh, this is really cool. yeah." They are they like native. They actually communicate. There's like two thousand, right? Yeah, a couple thousand native Esperantists. They actually just... communicate in this language, and that's 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 insane. Like it's crazy. I mean, but if you communicate fully and get your point across, like yeah, it's just as valid a language as any other language. No, for sure, right? for sure. Like another thing I was thinking about is that in Esperanto. There's no way, because there's only how many native speakers, or how many people speak it fluently? Well, there's around, there's a few thousand that speak it natively, and then there's like two million. That right, speak but there, it. there's not a lot of speak. It's it's an artificial language. Plus, there's not a lot of native speakers, which yeah. means that a lot of words that we have, they don't have a, a translation for. Right. That has to be yeah, the case. Yeah, but there's there's a thing where it's like user friendly. Like let's say. Yukodi and I came up with a word that hadn't existed yet in Esperanto. There is an actual way to submit that word to like oh, really? the Esperanto authorities, which is kind of really? fun. Like you can make a word in Esperanto because that like, was Zamenhof's uh, uh, idea that the language like let's evolved. say touchdown, touchdown f- f- on a, in a football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Does that exist? We'd have to look, but if it didn't, if we had, if we came up with something that was probably logical. And we could justify its usage. Touchdown. I'm sure you get Touchdown. Touchdown. Multi touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Because it's like user input to a, yeah. to a language. Which, we, yeah, you know, like, hey, I contributed to right on your gravestone. Contributed yeah. 20 <laughs> words to, to yeah. the Esperanto language. Um, yeah, By the way, do you guys saying. know what Esperanto means? Like, the, like what that means? Esperanto? To, uh, I can guess. Think of a Spanish verb. Yeah, I can guess. What is it? It has to do with hope. Absolutely. Oh. That's the idealistic element right there. Yeah, it has in to do with hope. the name of the language. Wow. So, we, know, we do know a guy. It's, it's a very quixotic. <laughs> it's a very quixotic language, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, it's an interesting... Because it's, I think it's always going to be small. It's always going to be kind of a niche minority that speaks it. Yeah. But, Sadly. but who cares? I can't really import that. Like, go have fun with it. We were having a blast this morning. Yeah. Speaking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that was a fun, I, fun I, first I, day. I need to get a flag now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's <laughs> got to be on Amazon or something. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be super fun. No, it's cool. So. Yeah, this fun weekend starting this. Uh, the work week starts tomorrow, so really fun to see us. Kind of under like a bit of our stress of our job. Yeah, because I like I mean we're pulling, pulling through. Yeah, so we're like right. we're good friends and like we we've seen each other like when we have time to hang out, but we haven't like lived 
with each other. So that'll yeah, definitely be I really guess. interesting to see that. No, great vibes. Great vibes. Mm-hmm. Boys. Yeah, Cody, you're teach tomorrow, man. Yeah, man. And I, I told Marcus earlier that he could, like, if he wants, he could just sit up here while I'm giving my classes. Because <laughs> he'll probably think it's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Because, <laughs> dude, some of my classes are, like, really interesting to, like... I Just, like, thinking about it from a third person's perspective, I, I would like to sit on on my own classes just, like, listening to it. Because it'd be it's, uh, so recording. funny to So watch. you know what I'm going to do? You're going to sit over there, right? Yeah, I'll be on that too. I'll just sit here because I have my noise canceling headphones. I'll just sit here and do my work. I can just lie here and do. I I don't pop just a, listen pop in. a ear. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Like I have my italki class at at eleven tomorrow, Spanish. So I'm gonna go down and do that in the, yeah, okay. in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just gonna be sitting here doing my work, and then every time I see something going on there, I'll pop off the headphones and I'll look over. I'll be like, hey, pinche colos. <laughs> Teaching Kuboto on this. I get pretty into it sometimes. So, so what languages are you teaching tomorrow? Tomorrow, oh god, here let me, let me look. I'm gonna list off what I got. English, Spanish, and French for me. You Spanish and French. Kids are back tomorrow. No more online teaching. So I'm happy. Happy about that. That's awesome. Okay, I got nine classes tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Couldn't see your friends in real life. Six weeks. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Really pumped. Okay, here we go. I got English, English, German, English, 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 Spanish, German, English. Nice, man. Those nice. are half hour hours. Kind of oh, well, I've got a lot of half hour class. I've got a lot of new students. I've got four new students tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. How do, what's your approach for a new student? Just kind of assess for their new, level? Yeah, I just, I just do a level check. In teacher terms, yeah, essentially, and I just I just get to know them a little bit, and it, it's nothing too um, intense. They just uh, ask them. It's usually like the, there's like the the, the 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 holy trinity. There's family and friends, work, hobbies. Oh, of why they're learning it. Oh, uh, just like no, like just when you want to get to know them. Oh, sorry, sorry. What the heck was That's that? the information. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Did you hear that? That's not a, <laughs> what was it? That scared the crap out of me. Oh, oh, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's Fantasmas. That's yeah, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. The the holy trinity. Oh, um, of getting to know people. Yeah. So yeah, there's family, friends, yeah. work, and then hobbies. So it's like, and with those three alone, like you can easily fill up an hour class so just talking about stuff like that. Right. Oh, easy. easy. So. Easy. Um, yeah, and I, uh, so the first class I usually do that, and then after that, um, the thing about italki is it's like, every, every student's so different, right? So you just customize, you just mold whatever the student needs, um, and you make the class, um, like that, so. Based on that. Um, my classes, all the classes I have are, are pretty, pretty different, depending on the individual. Like, I've got some where it's like, I, I, um... None of them are like a traditional classroom style where I like have a textbook and then I give them all these like, like yeah, grammar yeah, yeah. lists and stuff like that. I don't do anything like that. It's all very natural based learning. Um, mm-hmm. But like the like you could have a class, for example, someone's learning English, like uh, really, really high level English. Right. So yeah. I'm like, 
like going over yeah so i'm going over like expressions and idioms and like really natural ways to say things and like really nitpicking pronunciation things like that whereas opposed to like you could do like a beginner german class where they don't know anything and yeah you just have to say really simple stuff like that and then you can like you can go through videos with them um like i usually use easy german Oh, yeah. For, for my German classes, and I just, totally. like, I'll pick a video, and we'll just, like, break it down, and so Beautiful. I think it's, um, yeah, I've been, like, utilizing resources like that for online teaching, and it's been pretty nice. Yeah, so. I, uh, in my classes now, like, I always have a framework of my lessons, but it's so situational now. That's why, like, I love, been wa- I love watching comedians now, seeing how they react to audience members because i feel as a language teacher like i could have the word to spill a drink on a list presented to the class it's there okay teach you how to spill a drink but the day a kid actually has his drink and spills it in the class that's the moment you teach ah that's when you actually teach it so i'm constantly looking for the situation and that's why like stand-up comedians are like oh he's doing this to this this to that that's nice and i feel like teaching a full-on classroom you can re- there's so many there's always stuff happening with kids so there's always stuff oh, to yeah. react yeah, to. yeah so you talk you talk like that natural learning it's like okay yeah this is the main framework of the unit we're in but if this thing happens today we're gonna learn about yeah it's like this would be a perfect if i combine some current events like storming the capital and rioting <laughs> like what are the words for that right yeah, because it's prevalent it's it's current it's, yeah it's relevant it's interesting so it's always like what's the relevant context yeah so, like tomorrow it's going to be all about oh you can't sleep in you're not in your bed today yeah. you're actually in school <laughs> so like tying all comprehensively yeah. put, tied to that so, so 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 before each class like that if there's if there's something you're unsure of do you like you do you do a little bit of like you look that up oh as a teacher yeah as a teacher oh for french constantly <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but for spanish as well obviously the odd word like everyone the kids always laugh when they like get a word on me that they don't that yeah, i don't know like what was the one the other day uh Glow sticks <laughs> was one earlier this year. Like, oh, yeah. Velitas de luz. There's a few on her. So like, like I told you guys the other day, I suck at animal vocabulary in every yeah. language. Like, oh, yeah, there's a few. How do you say hamster? <sighs> no sé. Never that. No sé. Two sounds? No. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's. Yeah. So, but if a kid was telling me about that. their pet, if they had a pet hamster. That's the perfect time to do teach people, the word do, do hamster. Do people still have hamsters? Is that a thing still? <laughs> I, I think so. Why would you ever get a hamster? <laughs> there was a kid my sister had. One or two. Snowball. But, you know, like, I, I could do that. Like, I could, like... El hamster. Oh, is it really? Yeah, el hamster. Yeah. Muy original. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I could, I could do, like, a traditional style where I just, like, have a vocabulary list and, like, we just yeah. learn, like, preset ideas. But, like, one, that's boring. And two... Honestly, even when I was a teacher back in China, I was in a classroom. I still had a very more natural-based kind of... I mean, obviously, I had to teach some target language and things like that, but... Yeah, no, no, of course. I always I always made a point to, like, put that, put that target language in context and also um, 
get the kids to expand on what they already knew and like mm-hmm. expand on things that might be more interesting Completely. and relevant to them. So, um, yes, it's it's almost like like it's much more effective to teach just based through like a, a conversation, a, an interesting conversation oh. that you would have with them. Kids. Instead of just like doing drills and things like that, and kids' interests are huge. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, tell me all about your hockey team in Spanish or French. Yeah, there you go. Why not? Yeah. Like, value more. I could, I could teach about Bastille Day, which I do. Uh, I could teach about like all the French national symbols. I think that's a huge part. But that's okay. That's kind of like bringing the culture to them. But it's like, hey make your life in French for me. Like mm. you love playing volleyball. You love playing among us. You love playing. Oh. Do you guys know among us? Oh my God. This is like half, all like, the, half I heard my all this students. youth culture stuff. What? Half what my it? students are into this game. Among, among us. us. It's just a game. The kids are, it's like a new TikTok in it for like a fad. They love it. It's yeah. a game or a social media. It's a game. It's a game. On, on, on their phones. Phone. Yeah. If they love it. What's it called? Among us. And it's kind of like that game. My, my my niece showed me it actually during uh, Christmas break. Um, that's the thing about getting old. You like you don't. Yeah, you don't keep up with. You the, don't keep up. Yeah, I've never seen this. So, it's a thing. It's a thing. So, Cody, how do you know this? Because I'm connected, students. man. All right, I said this is gonna be a New Year's res. Uh, I got my book of the week, book of the pod. Uh, French was a big thing for us today, so if anyone's interested in a French culture book, it's called 60 Million Frenchmen Can't Be Wrong, What Makes the French So French by <laughs> Jean-Benoit Nadeau and Julio Barlow. No, no, it's in English, but it's a read all about French culture. These, this couple, they're a, a husband and wife, and they lived in France for two years, and they just wrote about living in France and all the customs of French, the quirkiness of French people. And uh, it's a great read for anybody that uh, interested, specifically France. How long is it? Uh, 900 pages on iBooks. Oh! I read it before, so I just I skimmed it this week. Oh, okay. Um, 900 pages, that's a big read. Even this book of the week, I just want to recommend books throughout the, yeah. all right. throughout the year. That sounds interesting, though. Ian's book recommendation of the week. Do they have it in French as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, they might actually. I got, they actually, on my bookshelf here, there's a book called The Story of Spanish, if you guys are interested. That's written by the same couple. Oh, okay. They lived, um, yeah, but I'll save that one for another book of the week. So, yeah, boys, first day of the Lingaholics Language Bootcamp. Fiesta to start us off, and yeah. I'm pumped, boys. I'm pumped. Get up in the morning. Uh, yes, get a good get sleep, dabbles. and then I'm, I think we're gonna rock the week. Get after it. Rock, yeah, this upcoming week, and uh, it's gonna be fun. So, willkommen, willkommen. Yeah, willkommen. Willkommen off the Lingaholics Language Bootcamp, and we'll keep everybody up to date. Uh, we should be getting Seabolt on the pod soon, and yes. uh, this Dabble Power Hour we got planned too. Uh, we'll explain that once we do the actual episode. Coming soon. Very right. soon. Very soon. Any final words from uh, Kubuton? Kubuton? Oh, it's bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think we're all tired here. I think we're all tired here, so. Cool, cool. What about you? Alrighty. Any final words? No, tranquilo. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. Take it easy.